You know what I used to struggle with? Eating a diet that's nutrient-dense enough for me to get all of my dietary needs met through what I eat alone. I am no longer a passenger on that struggle bus because one tasty scoop of athletic greens contains 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food source ingredients, including a multivitamin, multimineral, probiotic, green superfood blend, and more that all work together to fill the nutritional gaps in my diet. Increase my energy and focus, aid with digestion, and supports a healthy immune system, all without the need to take multiple products or pills, because baby, I can't do it. And it's lifestyle friendly. Whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, it just fits. And it contains less than a gram of sugar without compromising on taste. And right now, Athletic Greens is doubling down on supporting your immune system during these times. And they're offering my audience a free year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. If you visit my link today. So you'll basically never have to buy vitamin D again. <laughs> to redeem your offer, simply visit athleticgreens.com slash bewellsis. Again, to redeem your offer of one year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs, visit athleticgreens.com slash bewellsis. Too often, Black women are a mere afterthought in conversations around wellness, but not in this space. On this podcast, the dialogue is always centered around women like you. Welcome to the podcast, but more importantly, welcome to the tribe. Be well, sis. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Be Well, Sis podcast. If you're new here, welcome. I'm your host, Cassandra Dunbar. How you doing, sis? How has life been treating you? But more importantly, how have you been treating yourself? You know, I've been all right. I'm not going to waste your time taking you with me on the spiral that I've been going through, <laughs> but it's all good. I, I think it is the combination of the changes in weather, the seasons changing, my birthday being around the corner that has me like, I don't know, a little bit out of whack and just more pensive than usual, which I've said before, and we'll just skip right on over it. <laughs> Let's just get into things. Let's just get into it. So one of the things that I've said and I will continue to say is that while Western medicine has its benefits, it is not the end all and be all when it comes to achieving and maintaining your health and wellness. I won't discredit all that we would be able to achieve as a society because of Western medicine. However, one of its flaws is that it only addresses the illnesses slash the ailments and not the entire human and the possible root cause of disease. And as I've been on this journey to decolonize my mind and to be more intentional about my wellness, I've been doing what I can to learn about traditional and alternative medicine. I've had my own experience with a chiropractor during my first pregnancy. And let me tell you, it was life-changing. If you're experiencing round ligament pain or pubic pain during your second or third trimesters, I really encourage you to speak to your team about adding a chiropractor to your team. I did, and it was a game-changer. My pelvis became so misaligned because of how little man was laying that I could barely open my legs at one point. And we were concerned that I might not be able to push him out. Those weekly trips to a chiropractor to get adjusted made such a difference. Now, mind you, the man that I was seeing was recommended to me by my midwife and he had special training with pregnant women. So that was what he did. He specifically saw pregnant women because, you know, things shift a bit as you get pregnant, especially during your later trimesters. So that's what he works with almost exclusively. And it made a world of a difference. But I digress. The point is that many of us have had some experience or at least some basic knowledge of alternative practices, such as seeing a chiropractor, but not necessarily much about 
other forms of traditional or alternative medicine, such as acupuncture, Ayurvedic medicine, traditional practices that are indigenous or those that are rooted in the African continent. When I came across today's guest, Francesca Isaac, who is a licensed acupuncturist and a fellow island girl, I just had to have her on the show. So if you've ever been curious about acupuncture and how it can be beneficial to your wellness routine, this is the perfect episode for you. My conversation with this Philly-based acupuncturist goes into tips on reproductive health, how acupuncture can be used as an additional therapeutic modality for fertility treatments, the cosmetic benefits of acupuncture, guasa, cupping, and so much more. I appreciate you for tuning in. Oh, and before we hop into the conversation, please screenshot your screen as you're listening and post your IG stories and tag BeWellSis underscore podcast so that we can grow our tribe. Okay, now let's hop into the conversation. Thanks again for joining. I am so, so glad you're here. Be well, sis. All right. So today I have with us acupuncturist Francesca Isaac, who is based out of Philadelphia. Thank you so much for joining. How are you? I am doing well. How are you? I'm hanging in there. It's Friday. So question, how did you get into the field of acupuncture? Well, I have a biology undergraduate degree. I knew that I wanted to go into some sort of medicine. And then I had acupuncture sessions for my menstrual cramps. And between like doing my own research and also just my interest already in medicine and having treatments, that really kind of set me on the path towards becoming an acupuncturist. Also, my family is from the Virgin Islands and I feel like Chinese medicine really resonated with me because in my ancestry and in my roots, it felt very natural to be like, okay, this is what you do. And all these philosophies really just resonated with me as a child growing up hearing, you know, my parents recommend or my mom or family members recommend certain things based on more so just the natural perspective. So I just feel like based on my family history, then just the love of the medicine and how it just really defines your body is not a machine. It is a garden and really things fluctuate and everything works together. Going back to like you first going to an acupuncturist for your menstrual cycle, I remember I think a few months ago you posted something about pretty much the science of when you're menstruating, not to have like your your feet be cold. I remember I DM'd you because my mother had said, since I was a kid, when you have your cramps, you have to wear socks. And even when you don't have your period, just don't let your feet get cold because it affects your womb. And I was like, girl, bye. Like that is, um, I don't make no sense. So it's very interesting how, like you said, my parents are from the Caribbean. So like how... For you, it resonated because we are more inclined to go about things like the natural route instead of prescribed medication. So really, really interesting. I'd love to talk more about our menstrual cycles and menstrual cramps and and how acupuncture can play a role to alleviate some of those things. In Chinese medicine, cramps can be contributed to a few different things. Sometimes it is stagnation or things that are stuck or no movement, no flow. And that can cause cramps. Also, cold in the body can contribute to menstrual cramps. And so, like you said, our parents being like, oh, make sure you keep socks on, keep, you know, keep your feet warm. That whole idea that if you want to have pain-free periods, there's simple natural things you can do, like keeping your body warm, keeping your feet warm, 
keeping your pelvis warm. Chinese medicine is really amazing at treating menstrual cramps. It's something that I wish I knew when I was younger because I suffered from really bad cramps for years. Ibuprofen didn't really work. I would go to the doctor and they're just like, okay, we'll give you some more. I was on birth control for it as well, but it didn't really help. I just found that it was like, wait, I could just go to acupuncture and my pain is relieved. I wish I knew. Right? That's beautiful. Honestly, I need to find myself an acupuncturist like here because I feel like with every child that I've had, my periods get more painful. And I I just don't understand it because I thought as we get older, it gets better. Mm -mm, That ain't the case. Okay. So what are some other tips that you find that if somebody doesn't have an acupuncturist in their environment that they can do to help alleviate some of those pains? So you mentioned keeping your feet and your pelvis warm. So what is pelvis warm? Meaning like wear more layers at the time or? Yeah. So a heating pad is great. Making sure you do wear layers. Another tip is castor oil packs can be really good before your menstrual cycle. And vaginal steaming is also amazing for popping or reducing some menstrual cramps. I feel like those are all things that you could really do at home to help with your cycle and to help with your period, especially if you have really bad cramps or if you just have a period that you find is irregular or will start and stop or you feel like it's about to come, like you feel like you have that PMS stage for a few days, which is really annoying. You know your period is coming. (laughs) So those are all like self-care things. The other thing is tea is really good. Hot tea, red raspberry tea is really good. Chaseberry is really good. So those are all things that you can kind of do at home for yourself if you can't get to an acupuncturist. And I just recently learned about castor oil packs. So can we talk a little bit more about that? So is it any old castor oil that you find at your your drugstore or your like your stores like your Walmarts and all those things or is it like a special type of castor oil? Yeah. So I find that just like organic castor oil is good. And I often do it once or twice a week leading up to my cycle. And so if I know my period is maybe coming, I'm not going to say I'm perfect because sometimes life gets in the way. But at least uh, a week or two leading up to my period, I'm making sure I do my castor oil packs. And so really what I'll do is I'll take a shower, I'll get everything prepared. And as soon as I get out, I will have my castor oil pack, I will have my heating pad and I'll lay on my bed and watch TV for a little bit before I fall asleep and just kind of do it as like a winding down self-care thing. It feels really soothing too. And I find that that really alleviates some of the menstrual cramps that you have. And the castor oil pack, that is just castor oil like on a cloth, right? And then you put the cloth on your belly. Yes. The castor oil is really sticky and stains. So it's just a cloth. I actually have like this really old thin shirt that I always use and I reuse. And so I soak the castor oil on the shirt and then wrap it in an old towel and place it on my stomach and then put the heating pad over it. Oh, okay, nice. Just know that if you're going to use it, you'll probably never be able to use it for anything else. (laughs) Whatever you know that you... It's like an old pair of clothing that you're willing... Or an old cloth. You can also buy like specialty stuff from Amazon and get fancy with it. I'm just really lazy and I'm just like, okay, I'm going to take this old shirt 
And we're just going to do it like this. Feeling imperfect, insecure, or inadequate? How do you show kindness, self-acceptance, gratitude, and compassion towards yourself every day? Mental health is a journey, and Switch Research delivers expert guidance along the way. Their mission is to provide you with effective, easily accessible mental health resources to help you become a happier, more resilient you. Switch Research partners with psychologists, clinical therapists, researchers, psychiatrists, and more who have years of academic or clinical experience under their belt to provide evidence-based journals and digital work courses. I myself have been using the self-love journal and love it. In under five minutes a day, I'm able to, to get some clarity behind why I feel the way that I do and actionable steps to becoming a better, more compassionate me. So transform negative thoughts into self-love. Use code BWELLSIS20 today at switchresearch.org to get 20% off of your purchase. Again, transform those negative thoughts into self-love. Use code BWELLSIS20 today at switchresearch.org to get 20% off of your purchase. Hey, love. My name is Wanda, and I'm the host of the Black Women Travel Podcast. I am a gatherer. I love getting people together to vibe, share, and learn. So after connecting with so many Black women travel lovers, I created the International Black Women Travel Jubilee. It's an annual travel conference, and we'll be doing it again this year online. You'll get access to a vault of over 30 recorded sessions that cover travel, wellness, and entrepreneurship. And we'll also do some live sessions together to help you embrace wholeness, travel better, longer, and make money online. It's taking place on Saturday and Sunday, December 4th and 5th. And when those early bird tickets drop, my email list is going to hear about it first. So why don't you head on over, pause this episode, head on over to Instagram.com slash IBWTJ. And you can follow me there, but also the link in the bio will shoot you straight over so you can sign up for the email list. Again, that's Instagram.com slash IBWTJ. I can't wait to meet you. So typically, what type of patients do you see in your practice? Yeah, so specifically, I focus on women's health and cosmetic acupuncture. And so I probably see like 95% to 97% women. I feel like my practice is majority women with a few men. And oftentimes, I'm seeing fertility often, general pain. It can be anything. Then a lot of cosmetic acupuncture too. So speaking of cosmetic acupuncture, this is kind of like a, a side tangent. I've noticed in the past few years, for me, I, I've just noticed it now. It's probably been around forever, but the cosmetic industry now is leaning on ancient Chinese medicine. So for example, I'm hearing about a lot about the gua sha school now. Yeah, you know, I think it's very interesting because in school, you learn gua sha and Mostly you're learning it for the body and really to treat more medical conditions and not to say that, you know, guasa for on the face is actually really helpful and is just as therapeutic. But I find that like the beauty industry has taken these tools and they don't really know the history. They don't have the knowledge. They didn't go to school. They are not trained. It's like they found something that they can market and make money off of with little to no respect for the medicine or the knowledge behind it or the training. It's so weird to see happen. Like when they take like a little piece of something that belongs to a bigger system, like the traditional Chinese medicine system and try to monetize it and water it down. It's a little frustrating to see, 
often you'll have people that are not acupuncturists or aren't trained or didn't go to school. They don't know anything really. The guasa tool on the face is that like not a thing in traditional Chinese medicine? No, it definitely is. You can use guasa anywhere on the body. Just primarily, that's what's become mainstream and popular. The way that I learned it, it was more so like, okay, we learned how to guasa the back or guasa areas of pain. And traditionally, or I would say in the mainstream, you don't see the guasa of the body or the back. You know why? Because it looks, like it's not picture perfect. It's not pretty. Like it looks painful. Like it looks like, oh, I don't want to do that. It's like little red petechia or like dots and bruises on the back. And while it looks really dramatic, it feels so good. So I often use guasa in my treatments. I will do it at the neck area, upper back. And I love it because people will be like, oh my goodness, what are you doing? It, it feels so great. It's effective everywhere, but of course, when something can be used and marketed in in a beauty industry, they're going to run with it. I don't know if when you were sent the tool, did it come with directions of how to use it or any of the benefits? It did come. I was really happy about that. It came with like a card with which motions you should use it in, as well as so that you know that you don't use it on plain dry skin. You have to like cleanse them, lubricate. They sent me a couple of serums to go with it and then at the angle that I should use it with as well. And one thing I didn't realize is how much tension I hold in my jaw. My goodness, once I like concentrate in that area, wow, I think that's most of us. No, absolutely. I think I did like a video and I posted it on Instagram like a month or so ago. And I was doing, either I was doing like guasa or rolling on my face. And when I got to my jaw, it felt so amazing. I was like, wait, I'm holding so much tension in my jaw. And we hold stress in our bodies in a few different areas. And I think a few common areas, one is the jaw, one is the neck, another is sometimes the stomach. And then oftentimes people will also hold it like in their butt or in their glutes too. Like those are all areas that you can also use the guasa tool on to relieve some tension. Really good tips. So you mentioned that you do a lot of cosmetic treatments. Question that I have is about cupping. I've seen it. I'd like to try it, but that looks painful. You were mentioning that like the guasa on the back is painful. That looks painful. Is it? Guasa isn't painful on the back and neither is cupping. I think it looks, the pictures and the after effects can look scary and painful. It is so amazing. So cupping actually just feels like a nice deep massage. And that's really the best way to describe it. Also, guasa just feels like somebody's getting deep to that knot that you want to that you want to get to, especially if you're really tense, maybe say at the upper back. Cupping definitely does look scary based on the pictures, just because you have the muscle and the tissue kind of sucked into the cup, and that's what you see. But it feels so, so good. I highly recommend it if you have tight, tense shoulders and you hold your tension there, or if you have headaches, cupping at the upper traps and upper back is the way to go. How have you noticed that your practice has changed, if any, since the pandemic? Do you see like a difference in your patients? Are they coming in for more or less the same as they were coming in for before, or have their complaints changed? Since COVID and everything that's going on, I find that there is just this chronic 
level of stress that's causing pain. Everyone's coming in more stressed than ever before. You know, they're anxious, they can't sleep. It's really a theme across what people speak to me about when they tell me how they're feeling, or I think it's playing a huge role on their physical health because of their mental health. They're just stressed and anxious and they're holding tension in their body. And when you get good sleep, your body is able to repair and heal. But when you're not sleeping well because you're stressed and you're anxious, your body can't repair and heal the way that it needs to. I'm definitely seeing way more stress, anxiety-related pain and tension. I've been seeing memes and things all over the internet about people saying, well, if I get four hours of sleep or 14 hours of sleep, I still wake up exhausted. And this makes me think that just because we're asleep does not mean that it's actually restful sleep if if our brains are still ruminating over things that are stressing us out. Yeah. I have people who come in and you're like, oh, well, I'm asleep and then I'm up and then I'm tossing and turning and then I'm trying, you know, so... Like you said, if it's not restful sleep, you're not really giving the body a chance to rest. It's tough. I've struggled with sleep too. Sometimes my body is just dog tired. And but then when I get to bed, I'll sleep for like maybe an hour and then I'll wake up. Like my brain just wakes me up. Like it's 2 a.m. Why are we here? Typically the patients that you see, are they seeing you as their primary provider or are they seeing you in conjunction with their traditional or Western medicine doctor? I feel like it varies. Some people may come to me as their primary provider just for like maybe overall wellness or maybe they have more of a handle, like they don't have anything as severe going on. So they just know like, oh, I'm feeling some aches and pains and pretty much you're my primary provider. Like I'm going to come to you because I know that it helps resolve things. And then I also see people in conjunction with maybe their specialist. It really varies from person to person what they're coming in for, if they were recommended or referred to, and maybe undergoing maybe a fertility transfer, or perhaps they saw a physical therapist and they're like, go to acupuncture in conjunction with this. So it really just depends. Do you find that now... MDs and DOs are also reaching out to you to like collaboratively care for your patients? Yeah, definitely. I feel like it's definitely become embraced. And I really think that has a lot to do with the patients just being proactive and actually coming to acupuncture because what ends up happening with some patients, and I would say, which is pretty common, is they'll say, I'm here. I've tried everything. You're my last resort. Somebody told me that acupuncture works well. They did it and it helped with, let's say, wrist pain. I've tried everything. I don't want to do the surgery yet, or I don't want to do this yet, or I don't want to be on more medications. Then they see me and then they have really great results. And then that's how it just spreads. And I find that people are really doing well with acupuncture. And then I think that's how it's just spreading because of its effectiveness. And I mean, the medicine has been around for so long. If it wasn't effective, it wouldn't. Before we wrap up, I have a couple questions. So the first one is, what is a book recommendation? And it could be about anything at all that you'd recommend to the listeners. Strength to Love by Martin Luther King. It's one of my favorite books. It's really just a compilation of all of his speeches in a book. It's amazing. I highly recommend the book. And the last question is, what is something that's brought you joy in the recent days? Plants. 
I'm obsessed with plants. Okay. I have a serious plant problem. It is out of control. Like I'm sitting in my bedroom right now and I don't know, I probably have maybe 20 something plants in here. I recently had to have a pep talk with myself this past week. Like don't buy any more plants. Just be okay with the plants you have for right now. And so my fiance, I was like, don't let me buy any more plants. And he's like showing me photos of like, oh, this one's nice. And I, I looked at him. I was like, I told you, I don't want to buy any more plants right now. Like I need to take a break. So have you always been a plant lover or do you think it's something that you've developed over the pandemic? I've been a plant lover for like, I want to say maybe like five years. So it's definitely new for me, but I think it's funny because I would make fun of my mom because she was a plant lover. And I fun of her, like, oh, all of these plants in the house as a kid. And now she comes, she's like, remember when you used to make fun of me? And I'm like, hey, yeah. <laughs> same, 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 same. It's funny how as we get older, we start to understand our parents more and we become so much more like them. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you speaking to me again. Thank you so much for tuning into the podcast. If you appreciate the content and would like to support the podcast, feel free to leave a five-star rating and review on whatever platform you listen on or become a patron on Patreon by visiting www.patreon.com slash bewellsis. Again, thanks for joining. Until next time, be well, sis. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.